Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Now then, he says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace. Now, uh, now remember, uh, what is said in verses 1 to 3, that's Nebuchadnezzar's experience after chapter 4 is history. But he puts it at the beginning of chapter 4. So don't, don't look at Nebuchadnezzar now in the light of these first three verses. In, in verse 4 and 5 and so on. You wait till we get to the end of, uh, end of the, uh, end of the chapter. See? You wait till we get to verse, uh, uh, 34 before, uh, you put these in the experiences of Nebuchadnezzar. Otherwise, you'll be, well, now, wait a minute, how can that be true? If he knew that about God, why is he doing this? Why is he saying this? See, All right. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing into my palace. Now, what that means is that the uh, war uh, with Egypt was over. He had already silenced the last Egyptian rebellion, and the world, no nation was rising against him. No kingdom was threatening his kingdom, so he was at rest. He, he was a warrior. He was a general. And he was a builder. He could build, and he took great pride in the fact that he had built Babylon, as he'll tell us in this chapter. See, he loved, he prided himself on, uh, being, on, on his architectural skill. Alright? He says, uh, he was flourishing. See, oh man, he, he, that's the height of the kingdom. I saw a dream which made me afraid. Now, can you think of a king getting afraid of his dream? Well, he'd already had that experience with the dream, hadn't he? He had some, uh, he, he, he kind of got uh, a, a little uh, dream conscious since uh, Daniel told him uh, what was going to happen, see? He said, now, uh, uh it made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Boy, he was he, he was still worried about it. Therefore, made I a decree. Boy, he liked them decrees, didn't he? And you see, he didn't have to consult nobody. When he got ready to issue a paper, white paper, red paper, or blue paper, or whatever it was, he he just scratched it down, and that was it, buddy. He didn't go into conference, you don't think? He didn't have a council with anybody. He didn't say, let's go into conference. Mm-hmm. No, sir, buddy. Uh, when he got ready to do it, he did it. Now, the Medes and Persians couldn't do that. The Grecians, Alexander couldn't do that. He's the only worldwide kingdom in this world that has ever been able to do that, or will ever be able to do that. And he says, therefore, made I decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. All right. Boy, when he spoke, boy, they they knew to come. And boy, they come in. They came in, then came in the magicians, the astrologers, 
the Chaldeans and the soothsayers, and I told the dream before them. Now notice. Now, you remember in, in chapter 2, verse 4, the very first thing they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, tell us the dream, and we'll tell you the interpretation. All right, now they got a chance to prove uh, uh, whether they were lying to him then or not, see? And uh, so Nebuchadnezzar uh, puts forth it, I told the dream before then, but they did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. Well, uh, that ends the session with the soothsayers and the Chaldeans. That's all it's said about. It. They're dismissed. It doesn't tell us that Nebuchadnezzar was mad, furious, angry, or anything. But anyway, they're out of the way. But at the last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And before him I told the dream, said, O Belshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the magician, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee, and no secret troubleth thee. Tell me the visions of my dream that I have seen, and the interpretation thereof. Thus were the visions of mine head. Now then in verse 10, Nebuchadnezzar tells the second time. Now this is the second time that he has told his dream. He told it to the magicians, see, the Chaldeans, up there in verse 7. Now to Daniel he says, I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. Now notice the place where the tree was. It was in the middle of the earth, in the center of his empire, see, of the empire. And the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong and the height thereof reached unto heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. It was so high that everybody could look at it and see it, you see. Well, the leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much. And now then notice with verse 12, notice the its, and then notice the it changes to his, to he, in the statement of the dream, and even in the stating of the dream, you can almost get a key to the interpretation of the dream. But we'll get the interpretation, but um, but you can be on the alert if you'll notice this, uh, these pronouns, the it and his. It, this tree, was meat for all. The beast of the field had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heavens dwelt in the bows thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven. He cried aloud, and said thus, Hew down the tree, cut off his branches. Now this is what the Holy One is saying. This is what the watcher, watcher is saying. This is what the angel is saying. See? Uh, hew down the tree, cut off his branches, shake off his leaves, and scatter his fruit 
Let the beast get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beast in the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the Holy One to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now thou, O Belteshazzar, Declare the interpretation thereof. For as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation, but thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. Now, <clears throat> Nebuchadnezzar uh, tells the dream to Daniel. He saw a tree. It was a great tree. It was a live tree. It was a growing tree. It was a strong tree. It was high. The branches uh, received the fowls of the air. They all came and flocked and nestled in it. Beasts of the field uh, uh, found shelter beneath the tree. And the fruit on this tree fed the nation. The people, the, the animals lived off of. The beasts lived off of. This tree provided nourishment for the whole kingdom. Now, notice he says the tree, uh, uh, I saw, he saw that tree till something happened. A watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven, out of heaven. And said, cut down the tree. Mama, cut down a tree that, that's, uh, supplying food, that's protecting, that's life for the whole civilization, and even the birds and the beasts of the field. Cut it down. And that's what bothered him. And when he said, uh, when he said, hew down the tree, cut off its branches, now notice, you see, the watcher, the angel, God, calls, uh, uh, changes from referring to the tree as an it and refers to that tree as his, his branches, his leaf, his fruit, his shadow. See? What? Now, <clears throat> that, that shows you that the tree was a picture of somebody, see, of some man, some person. All right, then it goes on and he says, but leave the stump, see, cut it down, but leave the stump, his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, 
and let it stay there till uh, the dew of heaven uh, see uh, wets it its portion in the earth let his heart be changed let his heart be changed see referring to this tree now and when it's cut down his heart's changed there's uh, uh, from a man's to a beast's heart for seven years until seven times pass over him. And then the then this Holy One told him something. This messenger said, now this, uh, uh, he says, to the intent, this matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the Holy Ones. To the intent, for the purpose. See? that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it the kingdom to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. Now you can just kind of get an idea even before we get to the interpretation. You can get the picture. You see a tree and it's cut down. Well, that means that uh, well, you, uh, it's come to an end. See, whatever it represents, that tree is, if it's just a tree, it's, it's youthfulness, it's life, it's service is over, so it's cut out. But, he talks about the stump. Stump left in there. Well, uh, Job says that if a tree is cut down, and uh, there's this possibility, you know, of it, of water, you know, getting to it, and because of the water, it might uh, sprout again. See? Well, uh, Job looked at that as a, a, a talking about uh, he is trying to answer his question. Uh, what about the dead? If a man dies, shall he live again? See? Well, Job got, uh, he took uh, uh, pleasure and delight in the fact that, well, now from nature, well, we can cut a tree down and it'll come back up. If a man dies, will he, will he come back up? And then he advanced to the 19th chapter and he said, uh, he, he expressed uh, a belief, you know, that uh, he, he knew that his Redeemer lived. And in the latter days he would stand when after the skin worms had devoured his flesh, yet in the flesh he would stand and see God. Well, now that was the way he kind of figured about it. Now here it seems to, uh, to be in that same manner of thought. Here's a stump left. And they wanted to protect that stump, put a band around it, See? Protect it. Why? Because that stump's got a future usefulness. You see that? Uh, and and, and that'll, that'll throw you over into the 11th chapter of Romans, too. You know, about uh, about Israel. About, uh, they're not all... Uh, they, they're cast away. God's not through with them. See? They're still... Uh, God's going to do something for the Jews yet. See? And uh, so, but anyway, uh, let's see what Daniel, uh, how Daniel interprets it. This dream, Nebuchadnezzar says, uh, Now thou, O Belshazzar, declare the interpretation thereof. For as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me, he said, I have to come back to this Jew. Got to depend on him. I remember what Nebuchadnezzar, he done... Uh, he, 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 he doesn't make any apology for how he treated Daniel's friends 
He doesn't mention that though. He doesn't refer to that. But he's, uh, he knows that Daniel can, has no problems, troubles with visions or dreams. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, because that's what Nebuchadnezzar named him after his God, was astonished for one hour. Now whether that's 60 minutes, or whether that's an instant of moment, momentarily, or a few moments, uh, uh, the, the word hour is used as a matter of short time, as, as an instant, or in an hour, or, or at that time, see. And his thoughts troubled him. Now, Daniel, uh, the dream troubled Nebuchadnezzar when he started out. See, he said, I was troubled, I was afraid, the thoughts uh, on my bed, I just, uh, boy, it bothered me. Well, now then, it's bothering Daniel. Not that Daniel's baffled. Not that he doesn't know what the dream means. But Daniel uh, knows now what's going to happen to Nebuchadnezzar. And the very first thing that uh, uh, that Daniel says, and it doesn't give us a good indication here in the English, but the first thing that Daniel says, well, I just wish that it was for somebody else. I wish it was on your enemies instead of you. That what's happened is going to affect you and not your enemies. See? He says, uh, but uh, the king spake and said, Belshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation thereof trouble thee. Belshazzar answered and said, My lord, the dream be to them that hate thee. In other words, I wish it were to them that hate thee. See? But it wasn't. And the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. And that's all Daniel says. He says, he just implied that. The tree, now then he comes back, the tree that thou sawest, which grew and was strong, whose height reached unto the heaven, and the sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and upon whose branches the fowls of the heaven had their habitation. You see, he went through the whole description of, of what Nebuchadnezzar said. Now you can get Daniel's answer by, if you'll just look uh, uh, at uh, verse 20, where it says, The tree that thou sawest, then drop down to 22. The tree that thou sawest, it is thou, O king, that art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown and reacheth unto heaven and thy dominion to the end of the earth. And whereas the king saw a watcher, now you see this shows you that this dream and the subject of Daniel is dominions, is the kingdoms of this world. And at how that Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom is to be followed by another kingdom, and that kingdom followed by another kingdom, and that kingdom followed by another kingdom, and then all the kingdoms destroyed, and then there will be a kingdom that will fill the whole earth. Now that's what the book of Daniel is about. Now then he tells him here, see, he said, It is thou, O king, that art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown and reaches unto heaven. There was nobody that could pull him down. Thy dominion to the end of the earth. Whereas the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven 
and saying, Hew the tree down and destroy it, yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beast of the field, till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High. See, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was an expert of his own decrees. Daniel was an expert in the decrees from God. See, And he says, Which has come upon my Lord the king? This is the decree that's come upon the king. That they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times years shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. That shows you that this kingdom is going to be transferred. It's going to pass into some other, to somebody else. That Daniel, that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come to an end someday. Alright? And whereas, and whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee. After that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. Now, the king, they're going to take the kingdom away from you for seven years. During that seven year period, you are going to eat straw like an ox. You're going to have a, a mind of a beast. You're going to have an appetite of a beast. You're going to be humiliated. Now, Nebuchadnezzar's writing all this. He's the one that told all about this thing. See, if he'd have just kept shut, uh, the people wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have been put himself in, a, in this insane position. But I want to show you that he didn't care what the world thought of. Now then, uh, he says, Where for old king? Uh, he says, Now, the, because of this stump and because of the roots, it's, you're going to get it back. You're not going to get it back until after you know that the heaven, that the God of heaven rules, see? He, had, he didn't know that now. See, he didn't know that if when, when he was interpreting the dream, when he was telling Daniel the dream, or when da Daniel was interpreting the dream. Uh, and, and he doesn't know it at this point in history. But he says, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel. Now, verse 27, Daniel uh, preaches to Nebuchadnezzar, his boss, this mighty monarch. He says, Let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness, and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. If it may be, he didn't say it would, but if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. Now, now it wasn't a lengthening, it wasn't a changing of the decree, you see. Uh, uh, Daniel had already told him this was a decree of the holy watchers. Well, now, this is not going to change that decree. It's not going to change God's purpose for the book of Daniel or this whole mission. 
But what it would do, it would lengthen the days prior to the execution of this decree. Now, what does it mean? Lengthen the days of thy tranquility. Now, you see, uh, Daniel says, you are that tree, and you're going to be cut out, and you're going to eat straw like an ox. Well, Daniel didn't say when. He didn't say, now you're going to do it in five minutes, or five days, or ten days, or or two months. But he says, that's God's sentence on you. Now then, listen to me. If you want to lengthen that day, you break off your sins by righteousness. See? And, and you, uh, and your iniquities, you get out here and show mercy to the poor. And that's all, uh, that's all he preached to. That's all he said to. Alright, now verse 28 says, All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. When? Verse 29. At the end of twelve months, he walked to the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Now you see, twelve months after this decree was given uh, to Nebuchadnezzar, he says, the king spake. Now boy, he's on top of the walls. He's on his palace. He's He's out where he can see it. He's on a moonlight night. See, he just sees his kingdom and he's, he's just swelled up with pride and he's a mighty man. See? He says, then King Spaken says, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth. Just like that old boy that Jesus told about, you know, he says, thou fool, you talk about your barns and they're full and got to build greater barns this night. See? Alright, so God said to, uh, to Nebuchadnezzar, while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. And they shall drive thee from men, and the dwelling shall be uh, with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like bird cloth. He's like some of these birds that gets their hair done instead of cut. See? And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. 
Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.